to this episode. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Big King Smith podcast. Maiden's playing his old show at this show. Yeah. Alright, for those of you listening on Spotify, I just sat down and destroyed my back. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. We've got a big episode today. Yes, we do. What is that episode, Zach? Let me pull out the outline. Instantly grabs phone. Because I have it on Google Docs. Anyway. So, today, Nathan. Yes. We have a big episode because it's a serious episode. So, a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, we are talking about Judas Iscariot today. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of talking about him is yes, he did commit suicide. So, do be forewarned that we will be talking a little bit about that. We will be mentioning. Yeah. Just. We will talk about we will, it, it's just part of it's just part of this play of Judas and what we are what, what we are talking about today. Um, so before we get to like the so we they were gonna be asking a couple questions about Judas. Before we get to that, I want to clear some things up. And you'll hear that down a lot this episode. We want to clear things up. We want clarifications we want everything to be as clear as possible about this episode yes um so first things first um the text is the text particularly in the new testament in the gospels is fairly clear about judas and what happened mm-hmm. all right it's very clear and part of that being clear part of that Part of the that clear, clarity is also in the Old Testament. Yes. Because while we are asking whether it had to be Judas that was the traitor, regardless of our answer and the answer, the conclusion you guys come to as our audience, we are still it that traitor was still prophesied. Yes. Yeah, traitor was still. Yeah, traitor was still prophesied. So yeah. regardless. Of if it had to be Judas or Peter or whoever else we mentioned in the podcast, mm-hmm. a traitor was very clearly prophesied. So that's something that's, else that's clear. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Thing number three Judas never got saved. Um, no, he never did. He never did. Never did. Uh, people's, we, we'll discuss the, the cutoff point. Of where we think he mm-hmm. could have still gotten saved, and but anyway, he never did. And so, and then last, really, the question, lastly, the questions we are asking, they have implications to them. Are the the questions have implications? The answers have implications. And I think we'll we'll try to make it clear to whether what those are as we progress through the episode. So. With all that being said, with all that being stated as clearly as possible, Nathan, mm-hmm. do you think it had to be Judas Iscariot that was the traitor? My opinion's gone back and forth on it. Um, mm-hmm. I think, looking back with hindsight, there's no other way it could have happened. So in that regard, yes, it had to have been Judas. But if you're looking strictly from prophecy... 
from the time it was written looking forward, I can't say that it had to have been Judas. Right. And That's the way I look at it. And another clarification. When God wrote those prophecies about a traitor, he knew it was Judas. Oh, yeah. God always knew it was Judas. Just because, but just because God knew it was going to be Judas who was the traitor doesn't mean it necessarily had to be Right. Uh, when he when he gave the prophecy to, I think uh, Zechariah, Jeremiah, and, mm -hmm. uh, I think it was David. Uh, yeah. The author, the guy who wrote Psalm forty one. Yeah. I say the guy who wrote Psalm forty one. David was a pretty good. Was a pretty famous guy. Anyway. Yeah. But. You know. You know, it's it really isn't clear who. The traitor was going to be, but the Gospels give us sense that Judas was the traitor mm -hmm. before he betrayed Jesus. There's and there's a little bit of inference there. There's a little bit of inference. There's not much, um, but there's enough. Yeah. When Jesus got anointed with by Mary with the uh, perfume, the expensive perfume, yep. it was Judas who said, "Why yeah, is why it? Isn't it? Why is she, didn't she sell it and give the money to the poor?" Or you know, to ministry. And it says that he's... And John specifically says it was Judas, and it was Judas because he was a thief in the, the hold of the money box. Yep. So, we get Judas' character. He's not the best person. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think it had to be Judas, but I'm not going to go... You went into the, you know, the, the text. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go from, like, a pure human perspective... It didn't have to be Judas. It could have just as easily been one of the other twelve. Uh, yeah, it could have been. I mean, it could have been any of them. It could have been um, any of them. But, like you said with the inferences there, um, you don't really see that type of inference with all of the others. With the right. others, you know, you see, you know, with Peter, when he denied Jesus. Right. Um, there's cause and effect, but there's also um, restoration. Versus right. Judas, he never actually sought restoration, and he and and Jesus never really sought it out with him because he knew he was going to be betrayed right. um, by him. It wasn't gonna, you know, if if Jesus tried to. This is going to sound bad, but if Jesus tried to bring restoration and unity to him, it wouldn't have mattered because Judas would have, he would have just fluffed it or faked it and would have betrayed him anyway. Something, okay, so, so here. If y'all want a good resource about the 12. Unsponsored, but. Unsponsored, 12. Well, yeah. Uh, some of the information we're getting about Judas is from this book so called, called 12 Ordinary Men. It's by John MacArthur, um, he, and he goes just into the backgrounds and to some of the why Jesus chose these 12. John, if you're listening, you can go ahead and sponsor us at any time. We accept cash, check, or even Venmo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but uh, when I first read uh, The Twelve Ordinary Men, when I first was reading through that book, I was like, I'm gonna look up some messages mm -hmm. about from John MacArthur about the twelve. Yeah. And I'm not gonna lie, I was uh, interested in Judas particularly. Uh, I think MacArthur said that he had his 
a, a similar fascination with Judas. Mm-hmm. As a, but anyway. He's an um, interesting character, yeah. He's an interesting character. Uh, but something I, I like what he said, what MacArthur said is, uh, Judas is a, is a master hypocrite. He's, yeah. He's a masterful hypocrite. He's, that we know. Yeah, we know. That he's we know. so masterful in his hypocrisy that he could just slip the mask on and be one of the one of the followers of Jesus. Pretend to, yeah. Now, implication with that is there are still other people who are who are Judas like, you know. Mm-hmm. They are masterful hypocrites who can just slip the mask on at, at any point. Well, isn't that the book of Jude kinda of warns about that? Yeah. People who can sneak into the church. And yeah, people can sneak into the church and even people themselves can be fooled by their own hypocrisy mm-hmm. if you think about it. Because um you know, uh, I think it was one of Paul's letters. This is, they they come to they come to him saying Lord Lord and he says, Depart from me, I never knew no, I never knew him, yeah. So they they'll come to him thinking they served him, but he'll say no, he'll say, no I, I don't know. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, the people that kept performing miracles in his name. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. yeah. They did too, right? Yeah. And again, the text is clear. It was Judas who betrayed Jesus. It was him mm-hmm. who, who went to the chief priest and said, hey, how yeah. much are you willing to give me for for song of Jesus, basically? Mm-hmm. Um, so... Whether or not, in personal opinion, I think it did not technically have to be Judas. But yeah, starting yeah. But starting out, beginning of the ministry when he had all twelve right. of them, you know, in all in three of the gospels in that well, three in the three gospels, yeah, they they list the twelve, you know, Peter Peter James John Andrew. Love, love, love. <laughs> the so, rest. The rest. Thomas. Thomas and Judas, who was who became the traitor. He didn't start out. As, he didn't start out as the Iscariot. He did. He, well, Iscariot, Iscariot isn't for a term of traitor. I mean, it's Judas Iscariot is synonym for traitor. Traitor. Yeah. Now. But um, I think MacArthur said that a, Iscariot. Uh, is I think translated from from Kerioth, which is a town in it, which was a town in Israel. Oh yeah, that's right. So that's right. That's right. Anyway, so when the ministry first started, I don't think Judas had any plans of betraying Jesus. Now, granted, he did, and it happened. But he definitely made the plans as he went. He made the plans um, as he went. Well, and here's the deal. So Judas was so tied in with the chief priests and the um, uh, all the high priests and all that uh, that when Jesus started challenging their authority, that's probably when things yeah. kind of switched for Judas because Judas held to uh, the chief priests uh-huh. Um, and really the Sanhedrin the entirety of the Sanhedrin he held to more than he held to Jesus right. which doesn't make sense to me you would think that being around Jesus so much you would right. you know being around Jesus being around the perfect teacher you know but in 
in a, in, in a weird way, um, to be slightly fair to him, there was a, some, uh, there was a little bit of disbelief amongst the apostles too. I mean, right. especially after Jesus died, and a lot of them said, "Well, he's dead. Now we get to wait and see." Yeah, we get to wait and see what's right. in the upper room. The, the Romans, the Romans, or the chief priest of Theocracy eventually. Right. Right. Anyway. So you know, disbelief it wouldn't necessarily be um, right something that you can and, come back from. Right? And like, even the, even the the scripture, the gospels record that there was there there was some who were following Jesus for a time and then fell away. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so in conclusion, with, with this whole, did it have to be Judas? Right. My conclusion is, first of all, that the text is clear. There were prophecies about being about there being a traitor. Isaiah thirty three. Yeah, Isaiah thirty three, uh, about a, a close friend betraying him. Mm. I think. War to you, O destroyer. Yeah, about a friend who betrayed him, mm. basically. Um, and. So, there, were, there was going to be a traitor regardless of who it was. Did it didn't necessarily have to be Judas Iscariot? No, it could have been Simon the Zealot, just as easy. It could have been Matthew the tax collector if the right offer was made. But it was Judas, so. Right. So, um,. You know, one of the points you brought up in there, you know, Judas couldn't have been saved. That's something I really, you know, or Jesus, sorry, Judas wasn't saved, not right. could have been, but wasn't. Um, Zach, I want your opinion. When do you think the cutoff was for Judas? When do you think he lost the ability to be saved? Okay, so. I've got a pretty, th- pretty spicy opinion on this one. I think. So, first of all, I think we should clarify. I think we both agree that Judas could have been saved. I think so, too. Um, and I think so. Um, this isn't... I'm, so, for our audience, I'm not saying that... this. If you say that Judas could not have been saved at any point, that your salvation is in question. But to believe that Jews could not have been saved leads me to ask other questions mm-hmm. about, well, okay, why? Well, number one, why couldn't Jews right. have been saved? Right. You know, number two, what do you think? Do you think Jesus, being around Jesus, like face to face with him, mm-hmm. do you think that's that would have been powerless? Because don't forget, there were at least 11 other people around yeah. constantly. And they struggled too. They struggled too, but all of them, yeah, every one of the other 11, did be- eventually believe in Jesus. Mm-hmm. Now, some of them believed earlier on in the, in the ministry, some of them... Some of them it was after he rose. Some of them it was after he rose, you know... Some Even of them some had, of Jesus' own brothers. Yeah, some of them like did. Jude. <laughs> yeah, some of them did, didn't believe until after he had ascended. Mm-hmm. So, to say that 
direct contact with Jesus for around three years would not have an effect is not the best thing to say. Right. Um, but getting to your question, when was the cutoff? I think the cutoff would have been shortly after he threw the change, mm-hmm. through the through the thirty pieces of silver at the at the yeah. at the yeah. chief priest. Yep, yeah, I'm with you. So I think there's a so here's a here's a thing about uh about bi- at the biblical timeline the timeline of the Bible. There are certain events which we don't know exactly how much time has passed between. Uh, Genesis 2 and 3 is a mm-hmm. great example. We don't know exactly don't how know much time passed from the end of creation, basically, to when the ser- when the serpent came and took right. Eve. That, well, he and Adam, he was there too. Right. So we don't know exactly how much time had passed. We do know that it was probably a few, at least a few weeks, I'd say. Mm-hmm. At least. Well, if you go off the Jewish tradition, they say seven years. Mm-hmm. Although that doesn't make any sense to me because they probably would have had kids by then. But right. <laughs> that's another. That's another. Debate. That's another debate. But that's yeah. Debate. So when I look at the scripture here in, in Matthew twenty-seven, uh, you know it says, you know, now when morning came, all the chief priests and the elders and the people conferred together. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Conferred together against Jesus to put him to death. They bound him and led him away and delivered him to Pilate the governor. So Jesus is still alive. Jesus is still alive, yes. Then when Judas, who had betrayed him, saw that he had been condemned, Jesus, Excuse me. Um, he felt remorse and returned the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders, saying, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. But they said, what is that to us? See to that yourself. And he threw the pieces of silver into the temple sanctuary and departed and went away and hanged himself. So, so, you know, I look at it and I say, okay, was he, what was he remorseful for? Was he remorseful for betraying Jesus or was he remorseful for betraying, essentially lying about innocent blood? It says innocent blood. Right. And then the, so, sorry, but So, yeah. He, he knew Jesus was innocent. But it never says he believed. It never says he believed. It never says. So, I, I I don't know what your opinion is, but I do believe remorse is a stepping stone on the path to redemption, to, to finding Jesus. It, it is a stepping stone that is taken. You need to feel remorse and you need to feel guilt about your own I mean, actions. I think you need to feel guilty. That's how you repent. I mean, you yeah. can't, you know, it's a little bit of humility in there. But yeah. what do you feel bad about, really? That's that's the thing. Yeah. You didn't feel bad about be- betraying Jesus, the Creator. You felt bad about... Betraying. This was an innocent guy that I just, you know, so sent to the cross. At, at the very <laughs> least, he, he recognized that Jesus was innocent. So... At the very least, yeah. But but still. It, I think so. Yeah, in the text there, it, it says, and then he went and go ahead himself. It doesn't give us an exact time frame, but I do think 
that these the events of Judas throwing the bloody pieces over and then going and hang himself happened in pretty quick succession. Well, that's the way that it's written. I mean, yeah. And and, and really, how else could it, how else would it be? I mean, right. You know, Judas, he's probably thinking, well, the apostles aren't going to take me back because why would they? I betrayed their I betrayed their guy and the chief priests have now just said well see to it yourself basically rejecting Judas so now you've got his God which was Caiaphas and the chief priests saying no and you've got what in his mind was the apostles and Jesus rejecting him I don't think they would have rejected him I think they would have welcomed him back but right but we do I, I agree they would have they okay it would have taken some coaxing it I'll would say taken that. Some coaxing. I think Jesus would have had to I think him, Jesus but. himself would have had to intervene on, on Judas's behalf particularly with Peter because I think well okay he, I don't know about that at that point because Peter had already betrayed Jesus right but, <laughs> there's okay. a lot of betrayal right before Jesus is done. Peter denied Jesus, so one, he's feeling angry at himself. But he, Peter, and number two, number two thing about Peter is he, I, the way I read Peter's character is he's probably the most aggressive of the, of the bunch. Why do you think Andrew was there? Well, yeah, he's <laughs> the chill most, him out. Yeah, he's the most aggressive of, of the bunch. Uh, as evidenced by him, it was Peter who chopped off the ear of mm-hmm. Malchus, the, yeah. the, the servant. And Jesus, Jesus, uh, Jesus healed it. Jesus healed it and said, Peter, stop it, you're being stupid. Um, <laughs> nice. That's a great summary. <laughs> yeah. But and now in Judas's mind, having seen Peter chop off a man's ear, he's saying, he's probably thinking, I go to the the 12 I'm dead because Peter will probably chop me into pieces and Jesus isn't there to stop him. right right well that might have been going through Jesus's mind I don't think Peter or any of them really would have done that I think they probably would have had a conference and say well what do we do with the Judas guy who kind of screwed us over but then at the same time you know Jesus he told all of them uh, forgive him father they know not what they do right and you know, every single person in the crowd, um, you know, all of them, even Pilate, they were all there. They all condemned him. They all did the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like they didn't see what, all the miracles and stuff that he did either. So, um, uh, getting back to your question about you know, where, where is the cutoff? So, I think the cutoff is when Judas decided to hang himself. What? I, I would say the cutoff is when Judas uh, now, threw the money and ran. I think that's yeah. what it is. And I'll, I'll grant you that we don't know not we do not know when Judas actually committed to, to hanging himself. So it could have been while he was throwing the money. I, yeah. I'll go hang myself. But if that happened, I'm just saying that that's probably the cutoff is when Judas was like, the twelve won't accept me back. My 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 idol, right. the Caiaphas and the Sanhedrin, have denied me. Where else do I have to go but to go? Right. Know. 
just and it and, and myself yeah so it's so sad that he it is so yeah. sad the the life of Judas is sad and of course he's probably feeling he's probably feeling right now I, I hesitate to say there's a special place in the lake of fire because I think I won't I, I think <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I, I well, I hesitate to use that that term, that phrase. There's a special place oh, in the eternal punishment for anybody, mm-hmm. but for Judas, and I think particularly for the Sanhedrin at that time, who even before Judas decided to betray Jesus, right. even before Judas came to them, they were like, "He, Jesus needs to die." Right. I do think there's a still they will have a unique punishment. Yeah, well, and I don't want to go off, you know, Dante's Inferno on you, but right, which it's a fantastic creed. Don't get me wrong, but right. um, um, you know, where they got the different levels of hell and whatever. Right. I don't know necessarily if that exists or not. Right. I mean, the the Bible doesn't really say, but you know what it is yeah. said is that you know, sin is sin and all sin is equal. But um, the Bible does make special mention to hell and. We'll see. Uh, I'm not sure. Because yeah. isn't isn't Hades and Hell used interchangeably, and then Hades is thrown into a lake of fire? Yeah, that is true. Yeah, it is so, worded that way. Yeah. So. Oh man, I didn't think of it that way before. You've got Hell literally going into the lake of fire. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's. So. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, that's pretty rough. So. I don't, yeah, I'm not You saying. already have a burning hot black sulfur pit that's a torture chamber being thrown into a lake of fire that falls forever. Right. Oh my goodness. That's awful. And that's, a ter- that's a terrible mind picture. Let's make one thing clear. God did not create hell or the lake of fire for humanity. Let's be perfectly clear about that. He did not create it for humanity. He created it for the, for Lucifer and his fallen angels. angels. But because humanity fell into sin, there's the punishment. That's the punishment. Yep. So, could Judas have been saved? Yes. The cutoff point was when he chose. When he not chose to. not to. And I think he very well could have, at any point during Jesus's ministry, even af- even after he betrayed him, I'm sure he could have found some way to get to Jesus mm-hmm. where Jesus was being held and said, "Hey, I'm sorry, I didn't know what I was doing." Right. And one of the cra- yeah. I'm listening. I'm looking yeah. up another passage here. And the cra- and to be clear, Jesus did not get saved at any point. Before he betrayed, no. before you know, at the end of the Gospels where he betrayed no. Jesus, he never, to, says he did. never says he did. At one point, it says Satan entered him, mm-hmm. which I think is an impossibility if you're saved. I believe that I'm with you on that one too. Yep, <clears throat> it wouldn't make any sense. It wouldn't make any sense because we're already indwelt with the Spirit, and it doesn't make sense to have an evil spirit and and in, in, in us with 
the with the, the, the third part of the Godhead. Mm-hmm. So. So, uh, I found that passage uh, next chapter one, uh, verse sixteen. You know, talking about Judas um, committing suicide, and more more details that were given about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it says uh, it's one verse sixteen. Brethren, the scripture had to be fulfilled, had to be fulfilled, which the Holy Spirit foretold by the mouth of David concerning Judas. Which I kind of want to find that passage because um, I was looking at Isaiah earlier. Uh, but it says, "Who became a guide for those who arrested Jesus, for he was counted among us and received his share in this ministry." Now this man acquired uh, a field with the price of his wickedness. And falling headlong, he bu- he burst open in the middle, and all his intestines gushed out. And it became known to all who were living in Jerusalem, so that in their own language it was called Hekeldama, which is the field of blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, it's written in the book of Psalms. Yeah, it says on verse 20. Let his homestead be made desolate, and no one, sh- no one uh, dwell in it, and let another man take his office. Uh, Therefore, it is necessary that the men who uh, have accompanied us at all time, the Lord went in in and out among us, and then so on and so forth. Basically, they say we needed the 12th person, is what they're trying to say. Um, But, you know, it's interesting the way that it's described in verse 18, that, you know, it says he, um, he fell headlong and he burst open. And his guts fell out. Um, All right. We're back. We're back. There was a jump cut because her camera stops after 30 minutes. Yeah. So, you know, it says that he jumped headlong and all his guts burst open and everything on the rocks and all that. Um, But in Matthew 27, it says that he hung himself. Well, how does that work? Well, the rope probably broke. The rope. I'm guessing. Either either the rope broke, or the then he used the tie. He tied the rope to basically broke. Or the knot wasn't very good. <laughs> it, it could have been a number of things that where he. The point is, it wouldn't have been hard to do. It wouldn't have been hard to do. <laughs> so. So after he hung himself, he fell and. Exploded. Exploded. And. Or you know it does say. This would be kind of morbid. It says he burst open in the middle and all of his intestines gushed out. It could have been that he successfully hung himself and then after a couple days he all bloated and everything. The rope uh, couldn't hold his weight. Either the rope couldn't hold the weight or uh, it got a little fragile. Uh (laughs) It snapped. It fell down and poof. Yeah, anyway. It's kind of morbid, I know, but... Yeah. 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 I've heard it explained that way before, too. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's interesting to note that after Jesus appears to the 12, to the 11, the remaining 11, Mm -hmm. after he's been crucified and risen again, he makes no mention of Judas. He doesn't say anything. No, he doesn't say a word about Judas. He doesn't say anything good about him, he doesn't say anything bad about him. No. And in my opinion, it says nothing. It says nothing. 
in my opinion, I think Jesus was fully prepared to welcome Judas back as he was to just move on, mm-hmm. which I think is what he did. He just moved, kind of just moved on from Judas. But notice, Jesus never even made mention of those who betrayed him at all. Right. In general. Right. He, the only one he made, he kind of made mention of is Peter, and that's because he was restoring Peter on the yeah. beach. That's it. That's it. Um, Even after Thomas doubted him after he came back, yeah, he didn't say a word about it. Say a word about Thomas. So, um, yeah, it's just interesting. Judas is such a fascinating character because it's an unfortunate character. He's an unfortunate character because another question you could ask is how do you spend? Well, the question a lot of people ask, I should say, is how do you spend three years? in constant contact with Jesus and end up betraying him. Go figure. Yeah. I can't figure that one out. But that all being said, you know, I kind of mentioned this at the beginning of the episode where, you know, he probably had been around a lot of false teachers and all of that right. already to begin with and he was siding with the chief priest because the chief priest kept fighting against um, all of the fakes and so when Jesus comes along you know it, it kind of makes sense that right at first they were cautious but then you know as soon as Jesus started actually challenging their authority uh-huh. that's when I think the true colors started showing because Jesus actually proved his deity Right. multiple times um, and the chief priest just didn't want anything to do with it right. so. and another thing is that the I think the large majority of the Jewish population at the time was expecting a conqueror to come in right the conquering Messiah which Jesus will do at the end of time yeah it's going to take a little a few more years yeah, Jesus will do at the end of time. He's that's what he's going to do. He's taking back. He he's conquering. He's taking con- back Israel. He's taking back Israel. He's once and for all defeating uh, Lucifer, death, sin, all of it, mm-hmm. and ju- then just sending it into the realm of eternal punishment, the lake of fire. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that's weird to think about. We've got at least a thousand more years of this planet. Yeah, <laughs> minimum. At minimum, but um, well, a thousand and seven. Yeah, a thousand and seven. Yeah, but um, they were basically the second. They were looking for the second coming at the first coming. What's that? They were looking for the second coming of Christ at the first coming of Christ. Right, right. So when Jesus came originally, they were expecting him to. Uh, throw off the the oppressive weight of the Roman of the Roman occupation, mm-hmm. when really, no. They they read the prophecies wrong. Or they intentionally. Or they, they they either they accidentally or intentionally read the prophecies wrong. Mm-hmm. They either accidentally or intentionally ignored certain prophecies that said Jesus that said the Messiah was going to suffer. And be betrayed. Yeah, the suffering servant is pretty clear in Isaiah fifty three. Yeah. So, yeah. the, and, but 
what the general consensus at the time Jesus start, Jesus was born and Jesus uh, started his ministry was the Messiah is going to be this conqueror who throws off from and restores Israel. Mm-hmm. So that could have been another reason as to why Judas was like, okay, one, he's challenging the chief priests. Right. He's yes. challenging the Sanhedrin. Two, he's not the conquering Messiah that we were promised. Right. Right. They, yeah. The Sanhedrin had their own idea of Jesus. Unfortunately, you know, we got our own ideas of Jesus too. I think right. when we go to heaven, we're going to be surprised. <laughs> right. I'd be kind of upset, actually, if I wasn't surprised. But yeah. Um, surprise, surprise! Jesus was not a bronze-haired, blue-eyed dude from London, England, with uh, the spoken like, old English. The spoken old English. <laughs> he wasn't like glowing. He, he didn't have, you know. You know he did at the Transfiguration. He did it. Okay, he glowed once. <laughs> he glowed a little bit. He was a glow stick for a little bit. There. He was a glow stick for like what, <laughs> ten seconds. I mean, he probably glowed a little bit when he was going to heaven, too. Yeah, probably. But he wasn't constantly sitting there glowing with, like, the a halo. <laughs> Imagine, like, in the middle of the night, he's, like, trying to read something or show something to them, and he just, like, cracks his fingers, and then all of a sudden it starts glowing. He's like, all right. <laughs> he's Sorry. just like, hold on. Let yes. there be light again. <laughs> <laughs> Well, imagine if he was, you know, as we, as we portray him in paintings, if he was just glowing constantly, and they're all sitting there, and they're trying to sleep, and Peter's just like, Jesus, can you turn off the glow? I need to sleep. <laughs> turn it down, dude. I know we're supposed to be the light of the world, but can we take a nap? <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Man. But, so we, yes, we will be surprised when we see Jesus. I hope so. You know what I'm excited for about heaven? What? All the different things we are actually going to be able to do. Like, we'll be able to see brand new colors. We'll be, hopefully, able to fly. I want to fly. It doesn't actually say that, but... I wonder if I want to fly. I wonder if we can fish in the the crystal lake. Ooh. Because I don't mind just popping down there and fishing with Jesus. What if, like, the water of life is just, like, a giant fishing pond? And everyone's got a bass boat out there. That would be awesome. I would be okay with that. So. You know, tractors up there with all their boats. Uh, <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt but it. Heaven's just one giant fishing trip. Uh, no, I mean, technically, that's kind of true. If you look at the fishing of, you know, the nets up in heaven. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right. Sorry. Yeah, getting back on track. Um, we have a track? Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so getting back to Judas and like okay, I'll say I we referenced a special place in Eternal Punishment. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'll say it. I think a better way to say it is for me to phrase to phrase that my in my opinion about about where Judas is gonna be mm-hmm. in eternity. If he does have a special place in eternal punishment for him, I will not be surprised. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to word it. Then again, it wouldn't shock me if he had the same punishment as everyone else. Yes. Now, now that doesn't mean that the devil won't do extra stuff to him. 
Well, Bill was gonna be bit right there beside him getting punished too, so Well, yeah, but he's in control of the situation down there, so <laughs> Yeah. Does it actually say that? Yeah. Mm. It kinda does. You God gave him what he wanted. Uh-huh. You said he wanted to ascend and be like Jesus and rule over stuff and everything, and God mm-hmm. gave him what he wanted. Mm-hmm. The next angel that would have done that probably would have gotten the ice age. <laughs> Yeah. Been frozen for eternity. Anyway. So. Um, yeah, I think so. But um, uh, I want to go back a little bit. I I mentioned, like, okay, we both agree that you just could have been saved at any point. And if right. if somebody said that he couldn't have, I asked two questions of. Why do you say that? And do you believe that being in constant contact with Jesus had no effect on him? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna ask that first question again. Nathan, if you yeah. had, if you did not believe that you just could have been saved, what are some reasons that you would give? If I could, if I if I believed that Judas could not have been saved right. from the start, from the start. Oh, what reasons would I get? Well, well, outside of the obvious that he never believed. Right. Um, you know, Satan being in him definitely is a large indicator. Um, and it, depending on how you read the Psalms and how you read Isaiah 33 and a couple other uh, others, um, you could try to make the argument that him being the treacherous one or the betraying one, he was going to be made desolate anyway. He was going to be, you know, he, he was going to be punished anyway. So you could try to make that argument. However, I think that's a stretch. I think that's more, especially Isaiah, the way that a lot of Isaiah is written is retrospective, even though it's prophecy. It was written as if things had already happened, um, which states the prophet Isaiah's confidence in in, um, the Lord's word and um, everything he saw in his visions. But, yeah, I, I would have to say that because of the way that I... Isaiah's prophecies are written in general that that argument is really weak that Judas could never have been saved more it's he never got saved and then furthered his disbelief I think is really more of what happened right yeah he never got saved so you mentioned Satan being in him and him being the treacherous one Mm -hmm. Uh, I believe I believe when Satan entered him it was like at the last supper so Right. Say it that was. he could not have gotten saved anywhere anytime before or after that point. Now that never says Satan left him, but No, well I think I think him saying that he betrayed innocent blood, I don't think Satan couldn't have been in him at that point. Exactly. Yeah. I the Bible never outright states that Satan left Judas. Right. But I think he did. One because of what you just said, he he said he betrayed innocent blood too. Right. Satan usually doesn't do prolonged possession. 
demon possession. Right. He 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 is the ruler of of all the fallen angels, and he wants to, if he wants to possess somebody long term, mm-hmm. as with the, the the man that was possessed by Legion, I think he would have sent right. a a demon lord himself to yeah, possess sure. Judas. Yep. So. Satan entering him is not a proof that Judas could never have gotten saved. It's just a proof that he didn't. Right. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you 100%. I, yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't think he made so, What would you classify being, being the, uh, betraying Jesus as a sin? Would you, would you classify it as that? Classified in terms of would I, would I classify... Repeat the question. So, I, I'm, I'm moving on to the him being the treacherous one. Uh-huh. Yeah, would you classify it... Would you classify as being the traitor of the Messiah a, a sin? Because I would say yes. Because... Well, yeah, I would have... Of course, it's yes, a sin. It's a sin, like in general, just... Yeah. Um... So, I don't think it's unpardonable. It's not. It's not no. the unpardonable sin. I'm just asking if you would call it just if you would just call it a sin in general. Oh well, yeah, I, yeah, I absolutely would have to. So, yeah. if it is a sin, and like you said, it's not unpardonable because there's only there's only one. Well, there's only one unpardonable sin. There's only one unpardonable. Blessing sin. Blessing the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Right. So it's by far not unpardonable. Here's my question. If it's not unpardonable, and if it's a sin, why are you saying Judas couldn't be saved based solely on on him being the, the betrayer? Well, it's because of what Jesus said on the cross: "Father, forgive them, for they know not what they're doing." Right. Um, I think there's only one instance that I can think of where somebody actually committed the unpardonable sin mm-hmm. um, I think there's only one time that happened I can't there's, remember I think there's only one time that yeah there is only one time that happened but what I'm saying at is, that point you'd be so far gone right you, you, it wouldn't matter essentially right um, which maybe in Judas case that was the case in Judas case <laughs> maybe, maybe it was but, maybe it was yeah um, but in terms of Christians, I think Christian, he was too far. What? I think he was too far gone. I, 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 I think he was too far gone as well. Because mm. he jumped pretty quickly to, to the coward's way out. I think so. Well, he was a coward from the get go. Yeah. Yeah. So never give a coward a money box. Yeah. So <laughs> I think. If you're basing audience, if you're basing Judas's not being able to be saved on him being the on, the, on his treachery of Jesus, I think you are missing the picture, mm-hmm. the big picture, because mm-hmm. nowhere after Judas Jesus uh, nowhere after Judas betrayed Jesus did Jesus ever say Judas cannot be could not have been saved. It doesn't say it. It doesn't say it. Now, on the other hand, it doesn't say he could have been saved. 
Right. It doesn't. But here's the thing, though. At the fall of man, Adam and Eve walked daily in the garden with God, right? Right. And they knew him personally. And then Adam and Eve turn around and eat the apple behind his back, quote unquote. Uh, even though he knew, but uh, they eat the apple in outright defiance against God and right. condemn the whole planet, and then they lied about it, saying, "Oh, it actually, it was her, or actually, it was the snake." Well, no, it was all of you guys equally being stupid. But um, you know, you don't see God saying, "Well, that's unpardonable." Right. You don't see God well, saying what the Jewish people did in the desert was unpardonable. Some of them weren't even, they got consequences, but they weren't unpardoned. Right. <laughs> so. Yeah, now we're in the, the whole of the Old Testament where a betrayal happens. Uh, does it say that it was unpardonable? That God did not say it was unpardonable. Hmm. So. Uh, I, th- I think we need to wrap this up. Yeah, I think we're getting close there. So, I'm gonna just conclude my thoughts and then I'll let you sure. say what you have to uh, just conclude yours. In conclusion, did Judas have to be the traitor? Not necessarily. Could he have gotten saved? Yes. Did he? No. no. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, you know. Yeah. It, it didn't have to be Judas, but with the way things played out, there really wasn't another person. Um, and it's unfortunate. But, Very tragic. And, you know, that all being said, too, often do we betray Judas every single day. And yet, you know, there's grace and forgiveness for us, and so I think that should be, well, it is applied for everyone, and I think we need to have to be patient with other people too, so. Yep. Um, if you have any more questions, uh, go down to the Patreon. Down there. Patreon. Patreon. YouTube comment section. YouTube comments. Uh, we'll see Patreon first, though. Um, I think the, only, the way I'm going to say it is the only way is we will guarantee you that if you do post a question, we will look at it. We will not guarantee answering of it at any point. All right. But we. We'll try. We'll try to look at it and answer, alright? So, go yep. on to Patreon. Patreon. Subscribe. Like, subscribe. Bell. Hit the th- Every hit the single buttons. button minus the thumbs down button. You hit all of them. Uh, if, you, if you like the episode, give us a like. Yep. Alright. Maybe like it three times. If you can. Alright, bye. Peace. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm.